Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Rock chemistry. Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. Uh, my name is Freddie Maggard. I'm joined right now by Nick Roush in Louisville. Uh, and I'm joined also by Jay Dorch in the greater Louisville area. Uh, gentlemen, where you, where you two live, uh, must have been pretty fun to be you in the last couple of days, huh? Yeah. I, I don't know about you, Jay, but I've, I've enjoyed talking to Louisville fans. The only problem is, is that now they're defeated. It was fun before the game. They had a little bit of hope. We, we sucked all the hope out of them. They're done. They don't know what to do. Man, I, I'm sure like you, Nick, I, I heard the entire week before, I mean, they, they really thought that they were going to beat us. <laughs> um which, you know, is just fascinating to me because if you just – if you look at the ACC in general and compare it to the SEC, it's just – it's night and day difference. And they, they don't see that. You know, they got they got caught up in what they did at Duke and to Duke. But, you know, let's just say Duke doesn't play in the SEC. And uh, it was fool's gold. And, man, it, 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 the, the sun is shining brighter. The air is a little more crisp. Uh, the smells of winter are here, and it's just – it's been great. Well, for me, Louisville, Jay, and Nick, that's hard to study because they're playing – you know, they're playing in the ACC. It's really hard to get a grasp of how good or how not good Louisville has been the last three, three Governor's Cups. But, but to say this about the SEC, yes, LSU is down. Yes, Florida is down. But you know what's not down on those two teams? NFL talent is all over those rosters. So the teams may appear to be struggling, but there are grown man dudes all across those two deeps. So uh, I thought Vegas – I thought Vegas valued Louisville's losses more than UK's wins, you know, but but you have to take into effect. I mean, there's a bunch of pros on those teams that Kentucky's beat. You know, I, that obviously that line shocked everybody. I couldn't, I couldn't have been more excited when I saw it um, because I knew how Stoops and that team was going to respond. But it's fascinating to me that 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 Vegas, because they rarely rarely get it wrong. I mean, there's a reason Vegas looks like Vegas, right? Yeah. And they rarely get it wrong. But you know, you look at, I mean, Missouri and South Carolina, how they ended the season became bowl eligible. I mean, we just. You know, on yeah. any given Saturday, you know, you can get beat by anybody in the SEC. Well, I mean, you brought up two teams. I mean, with, with South Carolina, Kingsley Enigbare is the top ten draft choice, the edge rusher there for South Carolina. Missouri, you got Tyler Beatty and you got other dudes, Trajan Jeffcoat and others that are pros. So, <clears throat> yeah, the, the teams may appear to be down, but there's pros, on, you know. Just look at the draft records of the SEC and versus the ACC. And it, it's not close. And Nick, I mean, 
what is 153 to 44 over the past three governor's cups. I mean, it's lopsided. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're, you're right there in the thick of rivalry territory. Is it just me or does it seem that Kentucky from the top down embraces this rivalry much more than Louisville? And, uh, is that something that, that has led to this other, I mean, here's, you know, we can talk about raw, raw stuff all we want to, but the bottom line is Kentucky had better players that were better coached. Vince Merrill has owned the state of Kentucky. Uh, personnel was significantly uh, an advantage for Kentucky. And I thought Lee and Cohen, Brad White was advantage Kentucky. But as far as just the, the, the vibe, the mood of the rivalry game, do you feel that Kentucky has embraced it more than Louisville? Because Louisville almost seems like they dread this game. Well, some of it – I mean, you, you talk about the Jimmys and Joes and the Kentucky just has better players. Well, a lot of those better players are from the city of Louisville and yeah. didn't feel like Louisville gave them the time of the day that they deserved. Uh, I mean, J.J. Weaver picked off a pass in that game. You had Isaiah Cummings playing. Uh, you know, Wyndale talked about leading into the game, not really getting recruited by Louisville. Uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of bad blood between those kids from the city of Louisville and the school. And you don't get that. Like that's just something that doesn't exist on their end. So, and and, and I think Jay, if you were playing right now too, those other guys in the locker room they feed off of that hatred, and they're like, "Oh, they wouldn't recruit him. Well, we're gonna we're gonna beat him up for our guys. We're gonna go to war for our guys. Like we owe Louisville one because they're too dumb to even show our guys some love." And I, I think yeah. that's where a lot of that that kind of vitriol comes, and that's why UK gets up so big because they're playing pissed off that Louisville didn't think highly enough of their their own hometown kids. Yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. When those kids were growing up, Louisville was a better program. I mean, Petrino had them rolling, right? Mm -hmm. And they they you know they all they all pretty much said it. I think Weaver even actually said I was I was heading to Louisville. I was I was going to Louisville, you know, but when and Petrino was recruiting me hard, but when Satterfield got here, crickets. I yeah. mean, nothing. Even Wandell. I mean, cool. and how do you don't how do you don't go recruit those kids? I mean, they're in your. I mean, not Wandell, but the other kids. They're in your backyard, man. I mean, I mean Cummings, Casey and Weaver. Cummings is uh, parents work at U of L. You know, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He, he grew up yeah. and he and he goes. He went to Mail. I mean, how many Mail kids have gone to UK before him? Uh, in yeah. the last 25 years one yeah. two they all go to yeah. louisville but they yeah for whatever reason uh left them alone and this is this is what louisville's got to deal with now yeah yeah i think you'd have to go back to terry samuels and salim shaheed yeah and those guys from mail uh that i played with that you know it, it's it's just amazing to me but but I, I do think kentucky embraces the rivalry more and 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 I think the two programs are, are are far apart as far as styles, philosophy. I mean, as far as recruiting philosophy, Jay, it was obvious. And I'd heard – and I, I can't confirm this, but, you know, just by listening to shows and, and being around a little bit, it feels like Louisville's defensive line strategy was to go small and go quick. And yep. – Against Ole Miss, against Kentucky, against against SEC offensive lines, and Kentucky being one of the better offensive lines in the country, 
that philosophy ain't working. I mean, it was obvious Kentucky's size and strength advantages on the both lines of scrimmage. Did you see that as well, Jay? There's no doubt. And, you know, I mean, you saw both sides just impose their will, you know, and that's obviously that's trademark Stoops, right? I mean, that's that's where he started. And when he got here, he said that's where they're going to start. But when you look at the defensive front seven um, that Louisville has versus what we have on the line, I mean, it's there's just no comparison. And, you know, obviously we know speed kills, you know, but when you got – I mean, I mean, Bully, just take Bully uh, on our side of the ball. I mean, that dude is, what is he, 350, 360? Yeah. Is that, is that right? But he's, he's quick as a cat. I mean, he's got speed. You know, I mean, yeah. Pascal, Pascal's got speed, you know, at, at 280 or whatever he is. But, you know, you just don't see the physicality on the front seven uh, for Louisville, their, their defensive side. Um and man, I, it's it's just it's night and day. Yeah, Nick. I mean, it, it was obvious to me uh, Kentucky's advantage, especially up front. But Will Levis, I mean, he, he he's he's quickly becoming one of the most popular players in Kentucky football history. I mean, he you talking about embracing the rivalry, and for me, I think it's terrific that he is enjoying uh, being the quarterback at the University of Kentucky. He had a heck of a game. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, you know, I mean, he just, you know, uh, what Cohen said, we just kept calling the same play because it wasn't, it was working, right? Right. And there were no adjustments in Louisville. And I think Kentucky, uh, then Cohen especially, did a lot pre snap, that confused, gave false looks, false reads to Louisville, and just commenced to running the football down their throat. Man. And, the thing too, it, it, to kind of go, it goes back to the rivalry talk. I mean, he wasn't one of those guys that got spurned by Louisville by any means, but he embraced it with open arms. He went all in on it, and th- that's that kind of emotion, that kind of passion. I think that really feeds off of w- when your leaders play like that. It really energizes the team. I know some of the guys, you know, like Chris Rodriguez, like man. He's out there running that hard, like you know what I got to do. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think um, somebody put it well earlier this year. Like it helps that the best players on the team are also like good dudes who others can kind of look to and feed off of. And, and that's that's what's nice is you're going to lose a lot of seniors this year, but you still have a guy like Levis moving forward that's kind of carrying that mantle. And that and that's what you need, uh, kind of leading the program moving forward. Yeah, I mean, Jay Kentucky rushed for two, uh, 362 yards, and Cohen really didn't have to go deep into his playbook to get that many against the cards. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, here, here's what we're going to do. This is when we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it. And you got to stop it. Louisville couldn't stop it. Yeah. And can we just say that, that Will Levis took L's down to a whole nother level? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I mean, there was some art behind behind what he did, but you know, I I, I think that was a a statement game that that Stoops wanted and needed to make from that standpoint. Uh, I remember when I was playing at Tillman, uh, we went and played Marshall County, and they had been talking crap the whole whole week. Uh, leading up to it and coach Cox decided we're going to run one play on offense we're going to run 
pro set right, sweep right, pull the guard, and we ran it every play, every offensive snap we had, and we destroyed them like 42 nothing. And I just felt like Stoops, like, you know what? That's what we're going to do. The coaching staff, so we are literally just going to go in there and physically impose our will and just pummel them into the ground. And that's what they did. Anything they yeah, wanted I, to do, they, they did. Yeah, and, and, you know, we talked a lot about the offense, but, you know, I've, I've been bullish on Brad White for three years now. Uh, this is the third consecutive year that Kentucky's finished in the top five in SEC in total defense. I think that is remarkable this season, given the injuries in the front seven and only playing with three cornerbacks. I mean, I, I, think, it's, uh, I think it's just wonderful the job that he did and, uh, you know, his plan was great, too. I mean, make, make, uh, make Cunningham one-dimensional. Make him try to beat you by the air. And then, and then just ever uh, – his defensive players, after that first drive, I thought played discipline with their eyes and rush lanes to, to not give up the big play to Louisville. Excellent plan, Jay, from, from Brad White. There's no, no doubt about it. You know, and it, if you told me that Square was going to go out in the first quarter – and we were still going to have that kind of success, you know, I would have been a little leery about that. But, um, man, they, they, they tackled well in space. They didn't play selfishly, meaning they were, they were trusting their reads and they were trusting their teammates, and they were flying to the ball. Um, and they just – they had a great game plan, and they executed at a high level. Um, and, it, you know, from the very beginning, it put, it put Cunningham on his heels. I mean, he just – he didn't know – you know, and that the, the one play that really stands out to me was at the end of the first half when Pascal, yeah. when he made that play. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've gone back and watched that play. I mean, he, he literally was shot out of a cannon. I mean, yeah, Cunningham did not have a chance. And that just – that to me, that summed it all up right there. I mean, they, they were just – they were – we're just better. I mean, we're just better and we wanted it more. And and to your point of on both sides of the ball with Cohen and and uh, Brad White, I mean, they're game planning and Brad White's adjustments in game do not get enough yeah. uh, respect or, or, or uh, uh, talked about very often. But, you know, I, I can promise you because I was with them. There's a bunch of L fans around me. And, and when they drove down that first drive and scored, you know, um, everybody thought that that's the way it was going to be all night. Mm-hmm. And they turned around and made adjustments, and it was, it was beautiful. Nick, the adjustments made by Brad White was – I agree with Jay. But that plan uh, would have been – you know, plans are plans until you get hit in the mouth. I thought he adjusted well, and I thought the Kentucky a secondary played maybe their best game of the year. Yeah, in, in part in – part- Oh man, I hit the wrong button. My bad, I guess. <laughs> Part of the the plan was make Malik Cunningham throw the football. Right? Yeah. When you pressure him, do not go with reckless abandonment. You have to rush discipline, and that's exactly what Kentucky did. They 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 came with a very disciplined rush. And you mentioned Pascal. Pascal eight games in a row with the tackle for loss. He's now got thirty seven TFLs all time, tied for third most. In school history, along with Bud Dupree, Marlon McCree, and Sweet P. Burns, like the, Josh is playing like a bad man. And even the times that they weren't getting sacks, I think they only had one sack. They made Cunningham make a lot of throws he didn't want to, especially on third and long, where 
It's just I, I can't run around back here. I can't try to extend the play. I've just got to get rid of the football. And th- that's that. That's how you help your secondary. You make the quarterback throw the ball in two seconds instead of five and a half. You know, uh, yeah. it, it's hard to cover anybody for that long. And, and they, it was it was a nice complimentary football, something we hadn't seen from that defense in in, in a little while. Yeah, I'll forget. I thought, I thought, you know, to, with with bully back too, just made a massive difference. Yeah, yeah, you know, up the middle. I mean, you just can't you can't deny what he brings to the table. And you know, it's a double team. It's even if it's if 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 even if he does not make a tackle, he's affecting the play in a massive way, whether it's a rush or a, a running play. And to have him back was just huge. Jay, Kentucky averaged or gave up 17 points a game with McCall in the lineup, 32 points a game without. So that just shows you how big of an yeah. impact he was. Nick, I yeah. thought the number, I mean, the numbers, I mean, Kentucky went over 500 yards. It's so, and it averaged over 500 yards in November, went for 5'11 against Louisville. I thought the number of the game was Malik Cunningham was held to three point three yards per rush attempt. Uh, that's pretty good. Not too shabby. <laughs> Not too shabby. I think his long, was his longest seven? Is that right? Seven, seven, seven or nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and Jay mentioned DeAndre Square going out early. Derek Jackson came on and actually led the Ooh. team in tackles with eight. And, and, and I, man, I, you know, I've said this for three weeks in a row now since Kentucky's got to play their depth players. To me, those young – Second and third team defensive players are faster than the first team, especially in the front seven. I mean, Derek Jackson can go. I mean, he, he that dude, he's he, going to be a dude. He can you not know? only go, he he brings the thunder. That dude, yeah. he yeah. tackles different. Yeah, he's different. So is Trevor Wallace. And, you yeah. know, uh, Jacquez Jones, DeAndre Square deciding if they're going to come back or not. Man, that's that that inside linebacker room is deep, talented, and mean, and that's something that yeah. you know you have to be excited for going forward. But Kentucky rolls up twenty nine first downs. Only the offense only had ten third down attempts. That's pretty daggone good. And, and of those, converted six. So it was just a domination on both sides of the football. Kentucky wins. Louis, uh, Nick, uh, you live in Louisville. What's what's the vibe right now? You know, oh, with man. the card nation about their football program. That complete apathy. It is it's apathy because they're stuck they're stuck in a weird spot where you're going to a bowl game. Can you really fire your coach for going to a bowl game in two out of the in, in each of his regular kind of seasons? You know, you, you yeah. take out the COVID one. Um, I think they're very worried that Cunningham's gonna go elsewhere, but they won't blame him if he does. Um try somewhere else for his final year. There's just a lot of – I don't know what that program can do to get fans excited going into next season without making a coaching change and bringing Jeff Brom in. I hope that's not what happens. we got to keep uh, Jeff as far away from that godforsaken Floyd Street as possible. But the the one thing that Satterfield couldn't do was get dog-walked by Kentucky. And what did he do? Got dog-walked by Kentucky again. Yeah, which was, brings up the – yeah, I'm glad, Jay. I, I was with some uh, former players um, from L, and, you know, they're they're just 
they're lost, man. They're, they don't know what to, what to do. Um, and, you know, I, we were listening to Satterfield's press conference. I don't know if you guys heard this or not. Um, and one of, the, one of the first questions from the media was, well, what, Coach, what, what was the difference of the game? And he said, uh, he said, well, he said, really, the difference of the game was their quarterbacks uh, running his legs, you know, how he ran the ball. And the, the next statement, I thought my, my buddies were just literally going to fall to the ground. They're like, he's a Satterfield 7, and we didn't prepare for that. We, we weren't prepared for him running the ball. And, of course, all of them like, well, what, what film are you watching? Because yeah. he's done that. He's done that all year. Um, and, you know, I, I'm standing there with them at the beginning of the game, and I, Nick, I don't know if you went to the game or not, but yeah, I don't know if it translated was... that well on TV, but it was empty. I mean, we, we probably did have as many fans, if not more. But you think about this. It's, it's the biggest game of their season. Some might say Clemson was bigger, but I saw Clemson. The attendance was maybe 25,000, maybe. You know, you got the biggest game of the year. You're bowl eligible. You got a chance to beat your rival. And, and, and again, nobody shows up. And that is a – that place down there is a godforsaken dumpster fire. I can't stand that. I, I went to two games previous, got in a, almost got in a fight in both of them. I swore I'd never go. And the only reason <laughs> we went this time is because oh. my friend called me with oh. sweet tickets. They're, they're a fighting bunch. Is, they're dude. a fighting bunch. They, they love fighting. They love talking smack. Now – I will say it's kind of fun to go there and drink beer if it's like not a UK game, but if it's a UK game, they're showing up ready to fight. Uh, I'll, I'll add the tailgating was very bad. They 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 made a good showing for the opening kickoff. Like people got in the stands for you know a quarter or a half or so, but they were just showing up to drink beer and fight because they knew they weren't going to win that football game. It was uh, <laughs> it was a mess. It was a mess. Let's go to the flip side. Mark Stoops extended uh, the contract. Uh, Mitch Barnhart extended Mark uh, Stoops' contract to 2028. Nick Roush wrote a, a great article on KSR about build the statue. Let's I love that post. And and listen, Jay. I mean, you, you're you're we're about the same age, man. This is the golden era. I mean. <laughs> You know, I mean, it really is. I mean, there's never been a consistent winner at Kentucky like Mark Stoops has built. The recruiting has never been this good. I think you have to credit Mitch Barnhart for for hiring first, hiring Mark Stoops, a defensive coordinator. Wasn't a sexy choice, but he had a plan. Win the line of scrimmage, which Kentucky's never – on a consistent basis, which has been hard to do, recruit Ohio and play physical – let's just say it before – you know, uh, uh, Liam Cohen, this Big Ten football, and, and, and has won at Kentucky at a level. Uh, you know, Nick wrote in his article that, what, how many wins does he get to, to pass Bear Bryant? Uh, three more. If he wins the bowl game, three. then he can surpass it at Florida next year. Yeah, I mean, what Mark Stoops has done is, is nothing short of remarkable. I think, I think Mitch Barnhart really did the right thing here because he kept Mark Stoops in Lexington because somebody was going to pay him a lot of money. It's either going to be mm-hmm. Kentucky or somebody else. Yep. Maybe not this year, but sure as heck. I mean, it's just – it's just teams are, or programs are poaching successful head coaches, and Mark Stoops has done something at Kentucky that's never been done before. And he has legitimized football in this state. Jay, 
former player to former player, dude, I, I'm 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 extremely happy and thrilled that Mark Stoops is going to stay the coach of our team. Yeah, there's right? no doubt. I mean, Barnhart does deserve a ton of credit for the yeah. hire. Um, and seeing, you know, I heard stories. I, of course, I wasn't there of the vision that he brought in and and relayed to Barnhart and the administration. And he's done exactly what he said he was going to do. And and I'll be honest with you, as a former player, there were times in those early days where I had doubts, big time. Yeah. And I had frustrations. Um, but he stuck to his plan. Barnhart uh, stepped up. And they did the right thing. I loved your post, uh, Freddie, uh, and yours, Nick, as well, as far as building statue. But this, you know, I, I also look at stability of the coaching staff. Yeah. You know, if you think about those first few years, you had Neil Brown, then you had Dawson, then you had Eddie Grant. It was that in a four-year period, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or, and yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that was that was it. Those were those were issues. You know, yeah. DJ Elliott, you know, we, we had, there was a lot of turnover in the staff till we finally got it right. And we all know, because I mean, you look at Clemson, um, stability in the staff, if they're the right ones, you know, basically breeds success. Yeah. And yeah. we, we've got that. And Stoops has been able to attract that talent, recognize not only the, the talent and uh, players and develop them, but also talent in this, this coaching staff and Brad White and Cohen and, and Mark's willingness to to take a playbook from uh, a play a playbook from Saban, I got to change my offense. It may not be yeah. exactly what I wanted, but I, I got to do something different. This isn't working. And and you, we all know how much he loves Eddie Grand, and and what Eddie Grand did here was great. And yeah, and you know he he made he did what what he had to work with. He did a really good job. But yeah. Stoops knew, and that was a tough decision for him. Yeah, and. It's you know Stoops doesn't get enough credit, but I love how he credits his his coaching mm -hmm. staff and the players, and just kind of he you know he's he just kind of stays in the background as much as he possibly can and gives them the the glory and the the, the praise. Yeah. yeah, you know when you when you're in charge, you're going to get critiqued. So Mitch Barnhart <laughs> is is frequently critiqued, but he he got that football training facility. Yep. He, he did wonders with Kroger Field. It's a beautiful stadium now. He hired Mark Stoops, and he retained Mark Stoops. So he yep. deserves a lot of credit. But, man, I'm, I, am, I am thrilled. And Stoops has welcomed back former players. He's done everything right. I mean, you know, everything as far as recruiting, you know, and you can see how he's welcomed back former players, how many legacy, play, legacy recruits are we starting to sign. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. and that's just, yeah. going, that's just only going to increase. One, yep. you need to keep an eye on too, Antonio Hall's son, Nick Hall. Yeah. They really like him. And on three, they a lot of places were kind of low on him. <laughs> on three just made him a top 100 guy. I mean, kids are yeah. stuff. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Kentucky going to have a top 15 class too, Freddie. Like, not only yeah. was, was it important to sign – just for the future, but thinking a big picture, you've been doing a lot of knocking on the door and you, you've reached this kind of nine and three, almost plateau, but I don't think it's going to plateau. The, this recruiting yeah. class, if you continue to keep building like this, you're going to be knocking down some more doors in the future. Uh, his 10th yeah. season, he'll be the first coach to ever coach 10 seasons at Kentucky. That's mm. yeah. That says something. I wrote, I wrote about this yesterday. It is for the first time in my lifetime – 
I can't accurately say what the ceiling is for Kentucky football. I, I can't. I, I don't know. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a testament to Mark Stoops. I mean, I don't know what the ceiling is. Before, I mean, it was a hard ceiling. But now, who knows? Yeah. And I'm not making any claims of national champion, whatever. I'm just saying I don't know the ceiling. You know, this, this thing could go. But listen. I've been around – you've been – both of you guys have been around long enough to understand that if this didn't get worked out with Stoops and, and, some, and there's changes elsewhere and whatever, this thing could have turned on a dime and went, yeah, went opposite. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know <laughs> what I mean? I mean, I, yeah. There's, Especially with the portal approach, now. Yeah. yeah. Their, their approach to recruiting, um, you know, kind of – obviously we've talked about the recognizing talent. Uh, that's not rated properly and they bring them in, develop them, they get them to different levels. But one of the things that, you know, I, you're just seeing a lot of fruit from is, is that relationship, that family atmosphere, that true genuine caring about that person off the field, yes. not only on the field. And even if they make that decision to go someplace else, obviously that hurts. And it's, you know, those guys put a lot into those relationships, not just, from resources, but time away from their family to do those things, to build that and, and get that message across of, of what it means to be a, a Kentucky uh, football family. Um, but these, these kids are coming back. I mean, this, this yeah. world of the transfer portal, um, dude, you just, you just never know. And Wandell's a great yeah. example of that. And I've heard Wandell talk about a, how hard the decision was, but B, um, how literally they have kept in touch with yeah. those players after they leave. And, yeah. and of course, they didn't know then that the transfer portal was going to be a thing. Yeah. And now, now seeing the fruit from that. But it, it's true. That, you know, Coach Claiborne was a coach that cared about us off the field. Those Wednesday night meetings when he would walk around and come talk to us and without a note be able to tell you, hey, Freddie, you got to be on chemistry, man, oh, or yeah. whatever. It's like, you know, how's your mom? And he would – wouldn't say your mom he'd say well how's joanne doing talking about my mom yeah. you know and and he truly cared and that meant something to us um and stoops is the same he's a player's coach which i love there's not many of those left that are truly players coaches and these players feel it they know it yeah no i mean back to jerry Claiborne. i mean you know he was a beloved figure by many uh he, he brought me in after we beat lsu jay and i, I thought for once, I was going to get a pat on the back, you know, and he did do that. So I got a, I got a note to go see him at his office, and that's when the offices were over in then Commonwealth Stadium. I go in there, and I'm, you know, I'm chesty, man. I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, I play good. And I walked in, Nick, and not one mention of the game, anything. I got a C on a, on a stats test, and he wanted to know why. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it just uh, uh, well, you know, we won, we beat LSU, you know, but no, it was, uh, it was, I got a C on a stats test. Oh, okay, but, but that was Jerry Claiborne. I would argue yeah. that Mark Stoops is the most popular sports figure in the state of Kentucky right now, and I think Vince Merrill's right there with him. Uh, great, great job to keep that around. All right, Nick, I know you got to go, so we're going to go fast here. Okay, so, just quick answers. I'm going to go. Who we're going to go? Who you got? All right. All right. Uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys. They got this. The Cowboys got this. They're they're going to be in the playoff. They oh, could. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. 
Oklahoma State, six and a half point favorite versus Baylor. Who you got? Oklahoma State. <laughs> my 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 ear pods or AirPods, whatever you call them, went dead. We you know, can see your ear. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie was holding the phone up to his ear. We just see his ear. Yeah, you don't need to do that, Freddie. <laughs> Hush. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we can hear good. you, bro. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Smart butts. <laughs> Georgia is a four-point favor against Alabama. Who you got? It's up to six and a half. Uh, but hey, Jay, they've been they've been circling this Alabama game for a long time. I think Georgia's got their number this time. I'm all over Georgia. And on that last one, I'm rolling with the mullet too. Uh, Nick, I love that dude. He's 40. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to take the dogs and I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Pitt is a three and a half point favorite against Wake Forest. I'm this going is, Pitt all day here. This is the only game where I'm just not thinking that, like, I'm not all in on the favorite. Um, I, I just, I don't know. It's the ACC. It's going to be a bunch of points. I think Pitt probably plays a little bit defense. So Pitt probably has this. I'm rolling Demon Deacons, man. I got a buddy that played there, so I'm rolling with him. Huh. Michigan is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite versus Iowa. Part of me. you got, Jay? I'm going to Iowa. Oh. I'm going to Iowa, man. I think Michigan has a stumble. They looked a, they looked fantastic. It was the first time I've watched them all year. And I, man, I mean, Harbaugh went back to old-school football, and he just ran it down their throat. That Haskins kid is legit. And their, their front on both sides of the ball is legit, but I'm going to Iowa. I – would like for that to happen because then there's a chance that Ohio State falls down to the Citrus Bowl to play Kentucky. And if you want to see a team get up for a game, it's Kentucky to play Ohio State. But, man, Hutchison and the the other edge that they got, those dudes are ballers. And I I can't see Iowa being able to score a point on them. Uh, I mean, if unless it's like a pick six or something. So, I'm, I'm going Michigan. All right. The, the, the big one of the day. Army is an eight-point point, point favorite against Navy. I'm going Army all day long. Nick, who you got? Go Army, beat Navy. That's also hey, this yeah, week, man. buddy. You know, you know that, right? Come on. We got to go yeah. Army. We're rolling with Army. Yeah, yeah. We're rolling with <laughs> Army. Come on. Come and on, we're also – I know, Freddie, you've got to be objective this weekend, but I'm, I'm also rolling with the Blue Tornado. I want Tillman to be back. Bring him all back right. to the top, Jay Dorch. That's all right, right, we're going to go quick with these. Pikeville, Russellville. Pikeville's too much for, for RVK. I, I, I'm cheering for RVK, but Mikey Benton can get it done. Pikeville. I, I'm with you, Pikeville. LCA versus Beachwood. LCA has too much talent, Jay. Sorry, Beachwood. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. LCA rolls. Belfry versus Paducah Tillman. Let's go, Come Tillman. Come on, man. Let's go, Tornadoes. Blue Tornadoes. <laughs> they got speed. No friend's seen that speed. Maybe the best game of the weekend, Johnson Central versus Boyle County. Man, I think Johnson Central is just a machine. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if anybody can slow that thing down. I'm going Boyle County, though. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Douglas Just versus South Warren. I picked Douglas earlier in the week, but I, I think Douglas moment's too big for him. South Warren. 
Yeah, I'm going South Warren. I know the, the quarterback's dad. Wow. Okay. Male versus St. X. Oh, Bulldogs are barking. Yeah. And also, we got to gotta say, uh, uh, send our thoughts and prayers to male quarterback yeah, Nick Shuddy. His, his, mm. his father was a longtime coach, passed away suddenly this week. So, he's mm. going to be playing with a heavy heart, and I, th- I think they win one for their quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so sad. And, uh, yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with the, that family as well as the Satterfield family with Coach Sat and losing mm-hmm. his dad. Of course. Yeah. Well, guys, I have no idea if you're hearing me or not because, you know, my ear things went dead. Uh, <laughs> but I appreciate you all being on the podcast, and I'm sure you enjoyed looking at my ear in the Zoom call. And uh, go Kroger and go Cats. Y'all have a good day. Thanks. Uh, go Cats. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.